again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, children of God, I want to encourage somebody that it's not as bad as you think. Whatever it is, whatever it may seem like, child of God, for you and I, it is not as bad as we think. Whatever it is we are going through, whatever it is we are experiencing, Whatever it is we are suffering, God has a greater purpose in mind for you and for me. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Big Investment, Big Return. 
big investment, big return. We thank God for the understanding that in the kingdom of God, the bigger your investment, the bigger your return. The kingdom of God is not like man's stock market or, or, or man's uh, forms of investment. In the stock market, you may put in a big investment and may lose everything. But what you sow into the kingdom of God, child of God, God has promised us 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100 times or 100-fold what has been sowed. You will never miss out and lose out sowing properly into the kingdom of God. We look at capital A, kingdom principles, or the laws and the rules that govern the kingdom of God. It's important for you and I to understand kingdom principles so that we can uh, use the kingdom properly and not misuse or abuse it. We looked at Matthew 6 and 33. Matthew 19:24, capital B, secrets of the kingdom. Understand that there are secrets in the kingdom of God. And as God familiarizes and reveals more of the secrets of the kingdom to us, the better chance at success we will have in operating in it. Mark chapter 4, verse 11. Luke chapter 24, verse 16. Capital C, sowing is investing. Sowing is investing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. John Chapter 4, verse 6, keep in mind that what you sow into the kingdom of God, you are investing into the kingdom of God. Whether it be time, whether it be money, whether it be energy, whether it be effort, what you sow into the kingdom, what you sow into the church, you are investing in the church. The church is God's business. What? The church is God's business. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say God's got a business? Because Jesus said it himself. When his parents came back looking for him in Jerusalem, Jesus said, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's business? God has a business, and you are either investing in it, I am either investing in it, or we are not. And it brings us on down to capital D in our outline. It's big or it's small to you. It's big or it's small to you. God is getting ready to bless somebody today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Turn with me, saints, to Matthew chapter 25, verse 15. Let's see what God has for us today. Matthew chapter 25, what? Verse 15. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, To one, the man gave five talents of money. To another, two talents. And to another, one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Capital D, what? It's big or small. To you. To you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you today, Father, for 
another beautiful day, another opportunity to worship and adore the true and living God. You are wonderful in us. You are wonderful all around us. You are wonderful in heaven. You are wonderful in earth. Father, we reverence you. We appreciate you. We exalt you. You have been so good, Father. We thank you, Father, for our mind to appreciate what you have done for us. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We don't have as much as some. We don't have as little as many. But, Father, we are thankful for what you have done in our midst. We give you all glory, all the honor, and praise. Father, we ask that as we speak and study these words of yours, give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding today that we may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. May souls be saved today, Father, convicted and converted at the preaching and teaching of your word, and let your name be glorified and exalted in this place. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. It's big or it's small. It's you. It, whatever it is. It's big or it's small to you. Not necessarily to God, not necessarily to anybody else. To you. We see here the parable of the talents. Talent is worth about $1,000, about 75 pounds of gold in ancient Israel. We see Jesus talking about how the kingdom of heaven is like a man that went on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them with his property. Now, one of the main things, because, again, we're talking about big investment, big return. Understand that whatever you invest into the kingdom, first of all, it's already God's. <laughs> you, you finally decided that you're going to contribute to the work of God. All you're finally doing is quit robbing God. Because it was his before he gave it to you, it was his when he gave it to you, and it's his when you give it back. Because the earth is the Lord's, what? And everything in it, the world and those who live in it, God can't steal because everything belongs to him. You can only steal when you take that which does not belong to you. Now, the portion of your paycheck that God has earmarked for you, that's for your benefit. The portion that God has earmarked for the work of the kingdom, that is for the kingdom's benefit. If you tamper into that, you are stealing. Man going on his journey, he called his servants and entrusted them to his property. So, so one of the first things, now we're talking about investing, we're talking about kingdom principles, we're talking about secrets of the king. You need to understand that it's all God's in the first place. Whatever it is, whatever you're discussing, Whatever you're talking about, whatever your mind can conceive, whatever your heart can imagine, it's already God's. You're thinking about getting a job somewhere, that job is God's. You're thinking about getting a wife somewhere, a husband, so they, they, they already God's. So what you and I have need of, it's already in the kingdom. But what we need is the wisdom of God to find it. You think God don't have, don't have jobs for his people, for his children? Sure he does. You think God don't have a husband and wife for his people? Sure he does. Whatever you and I need, God got it. Now, what can stop us from getting to it is us not seeking like we should. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we done decided we just ain't going to hear what God got to say uh, through his prophets, through his apostles, through his bishops. We done decided we're not going to study God's word. We done decided we're going to do something. Well, God be saying, well, that's where the, that's where the secrets are. That's how, that's how you can find out. That's where the revelation is. God said, that's, where, that's, where, that's the platform that I will use to reveal to you where my goodies are. God said, look, now I'm going to reveal my goodies in my word. You done decided you ain't, you got something better to do than the word, so you end up missing goodies. You can miss goodies or you can gain goodies. Oh, man, you, you, you know, you, you search the scriptures and you see Jesus telling people to do certain things before they receive certain things, just about every single time. Well, people decide they're not going to do that, and that's a goodie you missed. You say you're not going to roll the stone away. No, Jesus, we ain't rolling no stone away for Lazarus. How come we got to roll the stone away? If you got all this power to raise us from the dead, you got power to roll the stone away. And that's true, but I told you to roll it, roll it away. Now, if we don't decide you're not going to roll the stone, then, then, then that blessing, whatever the blessing was, on the other side of that obedience, you miss that. All right, Peter, you say you need some taxes. You say the taxes need to be paid, the two drachmas tax. Go out, throw out the line, first fish you catch, open his mouth, and there you'll find what? The money for the tax for yours and for mine. Oh, man, I don't feel like going fishing. My fishing pole, uh, my fishing pole been giving me. Uh-huh. So now you're, now you're, now you're in debt. Uh-oh, because you can't pay your taxes. You say, Apostle, what you driving? We end up getting ourselves in debt when we don't know, when we don't follow God. God told you to go get the boy the twenty-five dollar shoes. You don't went and got decided you're gonna get it, take out a loan to get him the two hundred dollar Air Jordans. Now you done going in debt, not following God. God. Obedience to the Holy Spirit to keep you out of debt. Is his property, children of God. Let us keep in mind that everything is God's property. Even the devil is God's property. Demons are God's property. Still God's stuff. As rogue and as off the reservation and off the hook as the devil and his angels have gone, God said they still mine, Robert. And I do with them anything. I too. Listen, children of God, understand the God we serve. He is completely running things. Not by committee, not by vote, not by popular opinion, not by the will of man. God is completely running things. He is sovereign. He is completely in control. No doubt about it. No question about it. Folks that don't like it, ain't nothing they can do about it. You've got to understand the God we serve. See, if you, and if you don't understand that that kind of power is inside of you and inside of me, you keep thinking you're a victim. You, you keep thinking you're less than. Uh-uh, how can I be less than and God is in me? Hold up, me? Less than? And he told me, now wait a minute, hold on, let's get this straight. Now you say I'm less than, but he said, lo, I'll be with you always, even to the ends of the age. So he is with me and... If he be for me, then who can, who, what, what circumstances, 
what situations, what groups of people, what flesh can stop me if I walk in obedience to him? You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Racism won't work on you if you walk in obedience to God. Sexism won't stop you when you walk in obedience to God. Oh, man, God has been putting prophets, men, prophets in charge of things for a long time throughout the nation of Israel. Deborah walked in obedience to God. God said, you, 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 lead, the, you lead the country. It won't work when you're obedient to God. Whatever it is that men try to help, it won't work. It won't work. Entrusted his property. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, to another he gave one talent. Now, now watch this now. Because, you know, God says, Robert, this is why it's important not to be comparing yourself to anybody else. God said, there ain't never been another you, Robert Bryant, and there won't never be another you. Now, I might be some other character's name. I had some people trying to look me up on Facebook. Say, you know, I'm looking looking for you, uh, uh, Apostle, but I'm seeing about 10,000 Robert Bryant. Yeah, yeah, this might be some folk. <laughs> Praise God. Might be some folk. Name me, but there ain't but one me. There ain't but one you, child of God. There has never been, and there will never be another you. You better learn how to celebrate your own uniqueness, because if you don't, very few others will. Learn how to celebrate your own uniqueness. Learn how to thank God for your own thank God for your own uniqueness. Thank God that He made you like He made you. Quit wanting to be somebody else. Or be, thank God, Lord, I thank you that I'm me. And see, when you can really thank God that you you, you can really thank God that somebody else is somebody else too. Because when you can really appreciate the uniqueness that God has placed in you, you'll be able to see and appreciate the uniqueness that God has placed in somebody else. Gave one five. Gave one two. Gave another one. That was God's decision. I mean, you looking at me being jealous of me because I'm taller than you? That was God's decision. Don't need me looking at you and being jealous of you because you're bigger than me? That was God's decision. Don't need you looking at me, me looking at you and being jealous of you because you've got more con congregation members. That, that's God's decision. Learn how to, Lord, I thank you for how you made me. Lord, I thank you for what you gave me. Don't need me looking at you because I got a, a, a 2005 and you got a 2015 and I got my mouth poked out. Lord, if you bless me with the 2005, let me say hallelujah for the 2005. And I can also say hallelujah for the 2015 you gave my brother. Learn how to appreciate what God has given you. Then you'll be able to appreciate what God has given somebody else. You'll be able to rejoice with them that rejoice. You'll be able to rejoice. Because you'll be able to say, man, I'm the, I'm the yeah, one brother, the man of God called, one of the a former saints that used to worship here with us, contacted me the other day, said, man, you know, Apostle, I'm blessed with a contract by $1.3 million. Oh, I rejoice just like it was for me. But see, if you're not happy where and you're not satisfied with where God has you, then you that's how jealousy and envy and emulation and all that kind of stuff kick in. Because you're not satisfied where God has you. Lord, I thank you for what you have given me.
If not, you mess around and have one talent and be and be have your mouth poked out with the man who has five. You will have your mouth completely poked out just as far as it will go because how come he give me one talent and gave him five talent? How come she getting paid or $15,000 a year more than me? What that got to do with you? How much did you sign for? How much did you sign your contract for? Well, the scripture has already has already told us why the man, which represents God, gave each one like he did. He gave you like he did according to your abilities. Look at what the Bible said. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, to another he gave one talent, each according to his abilities. Why did I give you one talent? Because I know your abilities. Why did I give him two? Because I know his abilities. Why do God give some ministers a worldwide ministry and other give other ministries a, a local ministry? Because I know your abilities. Does that make the ones with the worldwide any better than the ones that are local? No. God just knows your abilities. The one that had five talents, that didn't make him any better than the one that had one. Or the one that had two. Because that was just what the master determined based on your abilities. Because what you'll see here is when the five, the one that had five did the right thing and the one that had two did the right thing, master said the same thing. You say, boss, what you driving at? God, if you faithful over over five people in your church, and you out there and you faithful over five thousand people in your church, the master's gonna say the same thing. See, it's big or small to you. Now, if you ain't careful, see, you mess around and, and now we, we looked at the man that had one, got his mouth poked out because uh, or the others, one other man had, what, two, another man had five. God said, now swing the pendulum, Robert, because now you mess around and get five, and if you ain't careful, <laughs> you had your chest poked out. Uh-huh, look at all the talents I got. God gave me five talents. Look at you, they got that one little talent. What are you going to do with that one little talent? Uh-uh, see, see, that's just as much a problem. That's just as much the sinful nature. That's just as much the flesh. God got a way of keeping everybody Keeping an even, 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 even playing field. Having five talents don't make me no better than nobody that has one. And having one talent don't make me no worse than somebody that has five. The question is, what do I do with what I got? You ain't no better than me because you got, I got thousands of dollars in the bank and you got uh, millions of dollars. Well, you ain't better than me. And just because you got millions of dollars in the bank and somebody got billions of dollars in the bank, they ain't better than you. Ain't nobody studying that stuff you're talking about. What do you do with what you got? That's all God wants to know. Because you can have a billion dollars in the bank and don't do with it what God wants you to do. And you can have five dollars in the bank and be sowing into the kingdom. We're talking about big investment, big return. And God be completely pleased with what you did. The widow's might. Had two copper coins. They didn't even equal up to a penny. Jesus watched her. All the rich were throwing their offerings into the temple treasury. Jesus stood back with his disciples. And watch, you see that Jesus, you see that widow right there? Disciples like, oh, yeah, yeah, but Jesus says she has given more than all the others. All the others gave out of their out of their riches, out of their wealth. But this poor widow has given everything she had to live on. What do you do with what you got? It's not what you got. 
What do you do with what you got? We about done, children of God. This message here almost preaches itself. It's big or small to you. You know, in, in, in Nigeria, a country I often visit for missionary tour, oftentimes people talk about, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll be at, sometimes I'll be at churches with, you know, maybe a couple of hundred people and, you know, talk with some of the pastors and some of the ministers. And, you know, they'll be like, you know, apostle, you know, maybe they meet me for the first time. Where are some of the places that you visited while in Nigeria? What are some of the churches you ministered in? And I and I start sharing with them some of the churches. They'll be like, oh, apostle, that's a big man of God. Those are big men of God. You you preach there? I say, yeah, yeah. Your apostle such as, yeah, yeah. Bishop such, yeah, yeah. He got the, that's a big man. And I'd be like, what exactly is a big man of God? And what exactly is a little man of God? You, you explain that to me. Oh, uh, uh, you know what I mean, apostle. No, I really don't. Because there, are, there is faithful and there's unfaithful. There's faithful. Congregation side doesn't make you a bigger man of God. What is that? It's big or it's small to you. Only thing God is looking at is, are you faithful over what I have given you? Are you faithful over what I've allowed you to have? And the answer to that is yes or no. I've given out talents. All God says is I've given out talents. Man at five, you were faithful with five. That's why you got five more. Man with two, you were faithful over two. That's why you got two more. Man with one, you weren't faithful over one. That's why you got yours taken. Period. God said, because it's all mine anyway. God said, look, Robert, <laughs> 10,000 people in a congregation, God said, that's not big to me when my congregation is everybody that's saved. God said, Robert, there's a number, there's a number around me right now that no man can know. Praising me and what right now that no man can know. God said, Y'all don't even have a y'all don't even have a number in your in your lexicon for what's around me right now. It's big or small to you. You know, we watched that movie some time ago, um, Jurassic World. And when, you know, things got out of hand, this 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 uh, dinosaur that they had cooked up in the lab started running through the park, killing people. And the head man come down and was like, you, you, you created monsters. You created monsters talking to the head scientist that he told to create, uh, to make the thing. And the head scientist said, look, a monster? He said, what, what do you mean a monster? To a, to a canary... A cat is a monster. You think about how, to a little bitty canary, how a cat must look. You think about how we must look as adults to real, real little bitty children. They had something on America's Funniest Bloopers TV show. I flipped to it the other day. And they had this this, uh, guy dressed up in a Shrek outfit was going to a little little kid, little two, three-year-old kid birthday party. You know, he had candy and stuff poking all out of his hand, and he was dressed up in a Shrek suit. Some parent thought that would be would be cute to have Shrek come and visit the little children at the at the birthday party. 
Man, them children was hollering like Jason Voorhees. Or, uh, 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 they were hollering just like uh, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was after. He walking up to him. Hi, I'm Shrek. Children was ah, ah, running and hiding and scattering. The parents had to get them and was trying to bring the children. Children was, why? It looked like a monster to me. You think it looked cute, Mommy. You think it looked like something special. It, this is looked like a monster. I come to find out, did some study, found out that Shrek, the character of Shrek, was based on a uh, on a real life man that had this particular disease. He was a wrestler back around, you know, hundreds of years ago or whatever. But uh, he had a disease, and and actually the character in the picture looked a lot like uh, Shrek from the thing. But just keep in mind what it looked like that to you. It looked like that to you. You know, um, Lord is kind of flashing something in my spirit now. Just just staying in the. In the in the the topic or or the subtopic, it's big or it's small to you. You know, oftentimes when when I'm in my neighborhood in Nigeria, now you know that's the true ghetto. Make no mistake about it. And you know, you you got so many rats running around, you would almost think that rats was I don't even want to say pet because you you just you know you have to condition your mind. You see them so often. You see them so frequent. You know, and cockroaches and, and things. You you see them so often, you see them so frequent that you know, you know, and that will be walking down the street and there's a smashed rat in the road. You just got to step past him. You just you have to recondition your mind. But you know, I've gone over there with my American mind. Ah, what is this? And and you know, take me time normally to a, to a, to get my my what I call my 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 Africa mind. But I remember asking some of the ladies. Because, you know, many of the, the, the black ladies in, in Africa, you know, they ain't, they, ain't, they ain't thinking about them racks. You know, over here, a lot of our ladies be running, jumping, hiding, hollering, keeping a lot of noise. African ladies go take his trash. Get this out. Get out of here. Get out of here. Pick him up, throw him somewhere. Get out of here. What's up? And I'm like, you know, this is a different mentality. This is a different. And I asked one of the ladies one time, I said, how is it? I said, because in, in the United States, our women and a lot of our men, is if you catch me just right, I might be gone, but, I, you know, I'm trying to adjust to the African way of thinking. I said, how is it you all can just, you know, take these rats or these big old cockroaches and, and you know, just don't even be phased. Lizard running across, they ain't scared of snakes, nothing. I mean, they just they just go get, and they said, Apostle, it's just one another one of God's creatures. And I was like, okay. Their mentality. See, there's no need. Look, if you can't get rid of something. Let's say here in, 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 in eastern North Carolina, we got a lot of, uh, what, huh? I don't even want to use deer. I mean something that's real, real frequent. Uh, uh, rabbits or, or, or something that you just see, a whole, or grass. We got a lot of grass. Ain't no need of you being ultra freaked out about grass, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, there it is all over everywhere. Well, that's kind of the mentality, especially in my neighborhood. Rats is everywhere. We can't get rid of them. Cockroaches is everywhere. We can't get rid of them. So in order to keep ourselves from being criminally insane behind these things, we take a different look at them. We take a different look at them. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? We have the ability as human beings and especially as children of God to take a different look at things. How many of you would ever think about eating your child normally? No, not normally. 
But God told us the, the nation of Israel in the book of Lamentation that that's exactly what you would do if y'all keep y'all keep right on sinning. You'll be eating your own children. So understand that your and my state of mind can cause us to look at things. We got the power, we got the ability to look at things any way we choose to. It's big or it's small to you. David didn't so much see the, 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 the physical size of Goliath. If he did and just dealt with that, just based on that, he would have been running like the rest of the Israelite soldiers. But he was able to look beyond, just like we often talk about God, looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs. See? David was able to look beyond the physical size of Goliath and see the spiritual inadequacies and see the spiritual weakness, this huge, huge body. But what he was was a boy on the inside. David was a boy on the outside, but he was a man on the, on the inside. A mighty man of God, a man after God's own heart. Bible talk about David as being a man after God's own heart, not a boy after God's own heart. It's big or small to you. To the other Israelite soldiers, he's a giant, he's a giant. To David, he's an uncircumcised Philistine. He's a joker that's not in a covenant relationship with God. And we the ones that's in the covenant relationship with God, we'll take him down. We'll take him down. Share with you all a number of times. To you all, I'm tall. Oh, man. Look at Apostle. Look at Apostle. Oh, man. Look at six foot five. To them, some of them players I ran into over in China or NBA players, I'd be the shooting guard. On some teams, the point guards, one of the smaller players. To you, it's to you. So if this, if this, whatever it is, it's big or it's small to me, then I have the power to, a, to adjust my thinking to it. I have the power. Child of God, we have the power to adjust our thinking towards it, whatever it is. Do you look at your problems as being... Uh, mountains, or you can look at your problems as being molehills, because that's what they are to God. The Bible says, and the man went on his journey. The man who had received five talents went at once, put his money to work, gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received one. See, had the man who received one did like the man, the difference was not in what they had. The difference was in their attitude toward what they had or what they did with what they had. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. The difference between us as black people and our white brothers and sisters is we're all human beings. But oftentimes the difference with what our white brothers and sisters do with stuff and what we as black folk do is two totally different things. I'm here to let you have to understand my voice black. I'm let you know it ain't all racism. A lot of it because we're doing crazy stuff with what has been given to us. Crazy stuff with our children. 
It's like many of us as black people, we pick the stupidest thing to try to glorify in. Come on now. If I'm wrong, somebody stop me. Somebody call in right now on one of the telephone lines. As black people, we'll pick the stupidest thing, and that to us will be cool. Even, even, in, our, even in our vocabulary, we do that craziness. Man, look at that car. That car is bad. What you mean bad? Bad means terrible, awful, horrendous. How we don't we don't turn that around to mean good. Making good grades in school, ah, that's corny. That's uh, what? Doing the right thing is looked at as the wrong thing, and doing the wrong thing. It's looked at as the right thing. See that, that that our whole many of us as a people, our whole mentality is twisted up. The Bible says what is twisted cannot be made straight. At least by man. What's twisted? We need, but if there was ever people that need Jesus, we need Jesus. Straighten out the foolishness that we got going. In our in our race. Black folk need Jesus. And I ain't talking about playing Jesus and, and keeping a whole lot of noise. I'm talking about sitting down, shutting up, and really taking his yoke upon us and learning so we can start doing differently as individuals, so that our marriages can start doing differently, so that our families can start moving in a different direction, so that our churches can cut out a lot of this nonsense and, do, and really get moving. I can see the one with one talent. Man, the, the master prejudice. See, I'm a, look at my mouth. Look at my mouth when I say that. You saints that are, <laughs> you saints that are not seeing the video. Master prejudice. He don't like us. That's why he only give us one. Well, if you'd have done the right thing with the one, you could have got two. If you'd have done the right thing with one, you want to say you could have got one, it could have turned into two, the two could have turned into four, four could have turned into eight, and then you'd been right there with the one that had five. But you, the problem was you didn't do what you were supposed to do. As, 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 listen, children of God, as black people, as African Americans in this country, one thing we shouldn't have left behind in slavery was hard work. We should have come out of slavery working with, with hard, with, oh, not with, oh, man, I'm out of slavery. I can just lay around. Just do we should have came out of slavery with the mentality, I'm going to keep right on working hard. Because the Bible says, verse, uh, Proverbs 14, 23, all hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only. Man who had received one talent, went off, dug a hole in the ground. Watch this now. And here's what's getting, what one of the saints saying, all that energy. It's not that he wouldn't work. He just wouldn't work right. That be a lot of time, what, or he just didn't work smart. And that be a lot of time, what be the difference? Everybody's working, even a sluggard is working. That joke of working and sleeping. 
that joker working working at doing at, at doing just as little as he possibly everybody's working we just want to make sure that we are working on the right thing and working in the right way this joker digging a hole the others didn't even the others didn't even do that they put the money to work with the bankers this joker physical labor physical but stupid Here he is, physical labor, <laughs> all of that in order to get blasted by the master when he get back. Mm-hmm. Dug a hole. Here is master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned, settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See how I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come, I will put you in charge of many things. Faithful over a few. Come, I will put you in charge of many. See, some of us can't get the promotion like we want to because you won't be faithful over the one or faithful over the few. Understand that when you have been faithful over few, promotion is your portion. That's God's crying out for promotion for you. And for you to try to stop promotion after you have been faithful, now you're trying to give God a cold slap in the face. That's your portion. That's your next move. Wait a minute. Let me get it straight now. I'll go to the, and I remember, you know, my principal at the high school I used to work at, you know, he and I had to have a, have a discussion. He had, uh, I was junior varsity basketball coach. And God was blessing us with very good seasons. We were 15 and 5, 17 and 2, 16 and 4. We were doing well. And the varsity team was getting smashed. Oh, man, they were getting beat just like they stole something. And the principal called me in and he said, you know, Brian, you know, you're going to be, we're gonna, I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to promote you, put you at the varsity coach. He said, but keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. I was like, all right, no problem. So I already knew. I mean, the man already told me. You know, he was a man of his word. We would sit down behind closed doors. He'd be telling me all kinds of stuff. So you're going to be the varsity coach. Just keep quiet. Won't long after that, the, the other, the varsity coach that had been there retired or got booted out. I don't know exactly what it was. You know, probably maybe a little bit of both. And all of a sudden, there was a big old article in the paper <laughs> talking about how North Illinois was searching for a new varsity coach and some of the big-name contestants that had applied for the job, and, you know, the, the school was going to be very careful. And I was like, man, what, what is that? <laughs> so I went to see him. I was like, man, well, you know, what, what is this here? I'm reading it. He said, man, don't worry about that stuff, man. We just had to say that stuff. You're going to be the coach. Don't worry about it. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? Faithfulness, diligence over that, junior varsity caused the door of promotion to be open on the varsity level. When you need to understand wherever you at, child of God, and whatever you're doing, if you're doing it faithfully, you're doing it diligently, you're doing it in a way that is pleasing God, God is going to open some doors for you to step up and to step to that next level. Come. See, now, if you don't come after you've been faithful over the few things, and the master said, look, I'm going to put you in charge of many things, and he said, come, 
And you talking about, nah, I don't want to go. See, now you disobeying. Now you come become much like that servant that had the one. That's a command. Come. There was a command for Joseph to come up out of prison when Pharaoh called for him. He said, no, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good in the prison. Ah, now you're breaking it. Come. You've got to understand there's a time in your Christian walk where, where your, your next level of promotion is a command, not a suggestion. Yeah, you might be, you might be, you feel like you're good. You feel like you was good with, you know, five little others. Uh-uh, come. That's a command. That's a command word. Don't believe it? Try it on one of your children. Tell the joke, come. I ain't going nowhere, daddy. Oh, boy. Come to the next level. Come sharing your master's happiness. You've proven yourself faithful. Everywhere we've put you, you've been faithful. Everywhere we put you, you've done well. Everywhere. You ain't poked your mouth out. You ain't been compl- good God in this place. We done seen you. We done watched you. We done tested you. whole lot of others done fell by the wayside. whole lot of others, if we've been bouncing them around and doing them like you, they'd have been uh, brought in a lawyer or, or come in somebody's office and shot up the place. We've been watching you. Come. Now it's time for you to enjoy. Goodness gracious. Share in your master's happiness. Man with two talents had the same thing said. You've been faithful over a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Come. Come. Now you see me talking about, oh, I, I just, I don't feel like I deserve too many, many, too many more talents. I'm satisfied with the little two and the two that I, Come. Ain't but one way you can do with God. It's called go when he say go. It's called come when he say come. Then the one who received the one talent came. I don't even see who called him. He just come. <laughs> Master, he said, I know that. I don't I don't see where. I've been preaching this about 30 good years. I ain't seen where nobody called him. Does anybody just say that then the man who had received the one talent came and he came in explaining. See, that's that's one of the that's one of the easiest ways to know that you ain't you and I ain't done what God said to come in and explain it. Because, see, when we done done what God has told us to do, our work speaks for itself. Our work will speak for itself. You know, we got one of the ministry houses, and uh, one of the ladies that has agreed to rent the house for a particular amount of money, on the fifth of the month, when I go by there, you know, when she know why I'm coming, and when she come out and I hear a lot of explaining, I already know that something's not right, because when she come out, and bring them hundreds of dollars, there ain't nothing to talk about. Just write out the receipt, give them hundreds of dollars. You come in and explain it. Uh, you see, uh, Pastor, uh, this is how it is, see. Uh, and, see, oh, but see, I don't even need to hear all that. Because the only thing I'm looking for is on the 5th of the month, hundreds of dollars. 
I don't need to know that the dog ate the cat and the cat ate the mouse, the mouse ate the goldfish, and he threw it. I don't need to know. I don't need to know all that. Hundreds of dollars. I got the receipt book here to give you a receipt for hundreds of dollars that you to give him. Come on. Come and explain, Master. He said, "I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown, and gathering where you had not scattered seed." That's a lie. The man was, we're talking about big investment, big return. The man had invested in you. Ain't no, ain't no I'm trying to harvest where I had not sown. I sowed in you. I gave you a thousand, how much we say a talent was worth? More than a thousand dollars. I gave you more than a thousand dollars, man. Telling me I have, look what he say now. You're a hard man harvesting where you had not sown. What you mean I'm trying to harvest where I had not sown? I gave you the money and I come back to you for the money. I ain't coming to your mama. <laughs> Gathering where you had not scattered seed. What you mean I'm trying to gather where I scattered the seed in you? So I was afraid. Went out, hid your talent in the ground. Here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. That's what that is. If you knew you weren't going to do nothing with the money, you should have gave it back from the start. That's why he ended up taking it. That's why he, he took it. If you know you ain't going to do nothing, you know you're not going to make the car payment, then don't go but sign them people's papers. You know you're not going to pay for the house on the fifth of the month. Then don't sign these papers. I didn't come I didn't come and force you to get in this house. So all the master basically says is, look, give me my stuff back and you get out of here. Is that not what, in essence, we say when somebody don't want to, to make their rent payment? Give me my stuff. Give the church back its stuff. And you get to step in, sir. Oh, man. Come on, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. So you knew I harvested where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So I would have returned, I would have received it back with answers. Take the talent from him and give to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more. Why is it that everyone who has will be given more? Because oftentimes those who have know how to get more. And that's why the parable or, or the adage that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer carries a lot of truth. You mean to tell me in five generations ain't nobody in your family got the secret to, to, to coming out of poverty? You mean to tell me, I've been in a project, we've been in a project four generations. You mean to tell me nobody in them four generations had sense enough how to break out into the project? Had to break, nobody in four generations in your family knew how to break off of government assistance. Something wrong with all of you. Take it from him, give it to the one who has ten talents. Why? The one who got ten, ten talents got sense enough to know what to do with the talents. That's why some of us don't get a house. That's why some of us can't have a car. That's why some of us can't even got sense enough how to handle it. So stuff got to be taken. 
or stuff got to be not given to you in the first place because you ain't got sense enough. Lord, help us with the sense to be able to handle stuff. Some of us got our mouth poked up. Man, ain't got no business. You ain't got sense enough to run one. You'd run it straight into the ground. Been there stealing money, eating up all the profits, donut making business, man. You done gained 45 pounds in two months. Ate up all the donuts. Can't nobody people come in there with it. Uh, sir, I'd like a box of donuts, man. Ain't no donuts up in here. <laughs> Take the talent from him. Children of God, some of us is having to have stuff taken because we ain't did with it like we were supposed to. On social services, won't they come take your children? You you won't feed them, won't clothe them, won't take, won't get a joke of bath, won't do certain things. Take him. Take them children out of that house. Don't some people lose their benefits with, with different things because they won't fill out papers and won't go to the skip? Take that. Take that. You ain't going to do what you're supposed to do with it. Take that. Oh, man. Boy, some of you all would be upset with me if I was president. And they let me rip show up be president? Man, I say like I could clean America up with the wisdom of God. Because a lot of you jokers that just won't get right, man, if I wouldn't drop y'all off somewhere in, in, in the middle of somewhere, prisons? No, no prison. Do something crazy if you want to. Get yourself dropped off. I told y'all that a long time before. Dropped off. I have a place way out in the middle of somewhere, man, and have it where you can't come. Dropped off. Way out in the middle of somewhere. Now, make it for yourself. Since you just couldn't appreciate society. Since you just felt like the, the culture and the country was so bad and everybody, get out of here. Bible even tell you, cast out the mocker and strife will cease. Quarrels and insults are ended. Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't keep right on with you. Listen, man, I would need I don't even believe I would need no whole lot of police once I finish dropping jokers off. Just, all I need is a roundup committee. Go get that let me see, let me see. They'd be like they come in, they'd be like, President Bryant, uh, we'd like to show you the latest figures. All right, show me. Uh you got Leroy here, uh caught breaking and entering, uh refusal to pay child support, uh resisting arrest. Uh, so go get me Leroy, please. Somebody get roundup committee. Yes, sir. Go get me Leroy. Bring me Leroy. Uh, Leroy, you going, going to see the president? Yeah, I got something to say. Come in, come in my office. Got, got something to say. Take him on. Take him. Take him on. We ain't putting you in no jail. We ain't putting you in no prison. Drop him off way out there. Now you make it, Leroy, if you can. Since you just can't get right, get out in here and see. That's 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 what's supposed to be going on in the church. A lot of y'all don't know that. First Corinthians five and eleven. Got a whole group of folk that are supposed to be put out of the church. Because when you don't put out stuff that's, that's not like it's supposed to, it messes up the whole thing. Paul said it like this, a little yeast. What? Leavens a whole lump of bread. Just a little. Get out. No problem. Those of you that just can't stand America, man, I love America. 
Don't don't I hope don't nobody get the wrong idea and no roundup committee come around here and get get me. I love America. Let me go on record. I know we got some things that need to be straightened up, but I love this great country. I done been to too many countries in the world that's just straight craziness from top to bottom. One of the things in here, like they waving a flag, another one in here singing, I'm proud to be an American. I love this, this great country. Let's not get confused. Take the talent from him. Give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. So what are we understanding about abundance? A lot of times what separates those with abundance from those without abundance, not so much color, not so much race, not so much sex, as it is what do you do with what you got, what you have. What do you do with it? What separated the abundant man in this and the lacking man was not color, was not race, was not a socioeconomic background, was not uh, none of that. It was all in what they did. The one that had five did what he was supposed to with the five. The one that had one didn't do what he was supposed to with the one. That's all That's all that matters with God. Did like you're supposed to or you didn't. That's all God be seeing. We the ones be, it's big, it's little. If that's what God gave you, it ain't little to God. It's just what you needed to prove your faithfulness. To show your to show your obedience, that's what you need right there. Let me see. Let me see how you work with that. God will test you with few to see if you are really ready for many. Because if you're not faithful with few, you're not faithful with one. Can you imagine if the master would have gave him ten right off the rip? How much money would he have lost? Baby, how many holes would he have had to dig to hide that? Talking about you want to be supervisor. You won't even come to work on time. Be faithful where you are. Bloom where you are. We talking about what you're going to do when you get to the next level. I don't, I don't even, you know, people be talking like that to me. I don't even pay my whole lot of attention. Because if you won't get right where you are, you, 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 it'll be the proverbial carrot in front of your nose. You'll never quite, quite, until you make the decision to get right where you are. Get right with what you have. Everyone who has will be given more. He will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, watch this, will be taken from him. Well, why is it taken? Was it because he was black? Was it because he was a, a woman? Was it because he was gay? Uh-uh. because you didn't do what you were supposed to do with what you had. That's why it got took from you. I wouldn't, listen, my roundup committee, if I was president and they really let me be president, my roundup committee wouldn't get you because you're black. My roundup committee gets you because you wouldn't do what you're supposed to do. Black, white, young, old, rich, poor, well, they get you because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. 
Watch this. And throw that worthless servant outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. See, my thing would be, much like the prodigal son, the prodigal son went to that distant land by choice. And he found out that was not the place to be. See, my thing would be, you know, if you just couldn't get right, my roundup committee would take you to that distant land by force so you can find out that that distant land ain't no place to be. What's the name of that show? They got all them people, took them up to Alaska, put them out there in the cold and let them fend for themselves alone. See, that's what, that's what I'd have you. You just can't get right. You're talking about solitary confinement. No, it wouldn't be no whole lot of shanking on the yard because it wouldn't be no yard. It'd be just you out there looking crazy. If a bear gets you, so be it. You didn't want to be around here with us. You didn't want to act right with us. You want to kill, rape, rob, steal. Not to, you didn't be out there with wild animals. Since you want to act like a wild animal, get on out there. Let's see how since you're so bad. Get out in here. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Father, for everything you've shared with us. We thank you, Father, for the revelation that we can look at things in any way we choose to look at them. We thank you, Father, for the, the understanding that faithfulness is what is most important to you, not the size of what has been given to us, not the amount of what has been given to us, but faithfulness. Help us, Father, to be faithful over a few things that at the appointed time, just as you said in the select scriptures, you will uh, put us in charge of many things. We ask, Father, that you do these things for us. Watch over us as we part from this place of worship. Uh, these and all of the blessings we ask in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. All right. Uh, question one: What is the what is the what's the most important thing to function to focus on in the works of in the uh, in the work of God? What's the most important thing to focus on in the work of God? Question two: Who got a good one? All right. What should we do? Uh, okay. All right. What do all right? Praise God. What do we need to keep in mind? Um. What do we need to keep in mind uh, when we are dealing with how am I gonna say it? Say uh creatures. Creatures. Whatever the creature may be. What do we need to keep in mind? Praise God. That's a good question. Question three, what we got? All right, what was the difference between the, the one that had five talents and two talents and the one that had one talent? What was the difference between the one that had those ones that had five and two talents and the one that had one talent? You can reach us through email at thechristiansinachurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com.
backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Recast YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 444 7444. Enter ID 17959. A spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven's smile. You in Jesus' name, amen.